0: Welcome to today's issues. Join us for the next hour as we offer a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Ed Vitagliano. And welcome to
1: today's issues. Uh, Folks, apologize for the technical difficulties. We had half the engineering staff in with us trying to get uh, sound couldn't hear us and for a radio show that's that's pretty bad uh we we don't do well as a as a television program so anyway it it, as the announcer just said it won't be for the next hour (laughs) For this, at least this segment, uh, again, Pataglion is sitting in for Tim Wildman today. I'm joined in studio by Fred Jackson and Chris Woodward. Morning, All right, gentlemen,
2: so folks don't tell anybody, but it's uh, spilled his Coca-Cola on some <laughs> wires.
1: Oh, that is why I, uh, have a, and it's not Coke. It's diet Coke. Okay. Breakfast of champions. Uh-huh. That's why I always keep it capped. I don't bring like an open, uh, uh can, in, uh-huh. in here because i know i would be that guy <laughs> and tim comes close with his coffee to, i know to uh and popcorn. shorting out and the, popcorn and shorting out the whole uh board so uh, yeah. by the way it is uh thursday june 2nd and that means there are 204 shopping days until christmas that's right we are closing in so, so uh, in
2: the midst of all that, you were calculating Christmas shit? No,
1: no, Brent Creeley, my producer, oh, knows periodically to put it on my little uh, okay.
3: sheet. If you start saving now, you can afford the drive to the mall. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Buying gas. So. Shop local.
4: Okay.
1: Anyway, thank you, folks, for your patience as we uh, tried to kick off the show once again. Uh, just technology is wonderful until it stops working. As we all know... It's uh, great to have it and uh, terrible to lose it. So, all right, Chris Woodward, what is happening other than our minor problems? Well,
3: I wish this was not the lead story this morning, but unfortunately it is. Uh, Investigators in Oklahoma, specifically the Tulsa area, are investigating another shooting. Uh, At least four people were killed yesterday in a shooting at a Tulsa medical building on a hospital campus. Uh, The gunman is also dead, according to authorities, uh, from what they describe as a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Again, investigators are still looking into this to try to determine motive, try to figure out what exactly uh, prompted this uh, shooting to occur other than, you know, something evil in someone's heart. Uh, I've got a bit of audio here just to give you an idea of what things, is it okay to play some sound, Brent? Okay. Uh, This is going to give you an idea of uh, some of the news reports right off the bat last night in the uh, Tulsa area. This is audio of reporter Abigail Dye of Fox 23 in Tulsa, clip one.
5: They say today
3: a man came into that building armed with a rifle and a handgun, killing four victims before turning that gun on himself. Police say... They responded to an active shooter call just around 4.50 PM, and they arrived on scene in just three minutes. Officers arrived to the sound of gunshots, but police say once they got inside the Natalie Medical Building and onto the second floor, they found four victims and the shooter dead. Police have yet to identify the four victims or the shooter, but say the shooter is a 35 to 40-year-old black male. Now, you can read more about this shooting on our website, AFN.net. Be sure to check that throughout the day because our editing team, Jody Brown, uh, Billy, and Melanie, and others, will be updating the information as details do come forth.
1: You know, Fred, one of the worries uh, after Uvalde, Texas, uh, was copycats. Yes. and You know, Buffalo, uh, you know, the uh, the Tops store, uh, that shooting. Um, When you have these kinds of events, People who are already thinking mm-hmm. in terms of committing acts of violence, kind of get the the go-ahead. That's That was one of the concerns that we'd have copycat uh, shooters. Yeah. And now, we don't know if this is a copycat, but it's certainly part of the cluster of uh, shootings that we've had. And this is beyond the typical weekend shootings that happen in major cities. Mm-hmm. in this country but these are kind of uh i don't know what we we seem to have the uh the uh, run of the mill murders in big cities and then uh, during the week we have these kind of crazy shootings
2: yeah it's just another indication of something definitely wrong in our society today again we don't have all the details on this sometimes when it involves location like this is a a fight a dispute between the person who in there with the gun with a staff member who might be a spouse we we just don't know these things at this point on on motivation but you're right Uh, unfortunately in our society today with contacts between social media social media sites where people vent their rage over different things uh it's possible that it is a copycat but We just don't know. We're living in that time right now where it seems we have, I think we can say this safely, more people considering these kinds of activities. It's just so foreign uh, to most of us. I think if you're over 40, 45 years of age, you can go back to when you were growing up and there may have been a few incidents, but this kind of thing that we've seen in the last couple of weeks uh, just was unheard of so there is there is a problem and as we've talked about before, uh, I think it's connected to a spiritual problem that we are facing right now
1: Also interesting you mentioned rage because that does that does seem to be at an at I don't say an all-time high in our country the 60s and early 70s filled with a lot of anger as well over the Vietnam War you go back to the Civil War mm-hmm. uh, all these kinds of th- th- there have been times in the past. I mentioned uh, either earlier this week or last week that in, in an 18-month period between 1970 and 1971, the FBI tabulated 2,500 bombings in this country, mm. five a day. Yeah. So people forget that we have had times where the country was extremely polarized, and that seemed to that rage seemed to drive a lot. Now, again, we don't we we don't know what the motivation is in this case uh but uh rage i uh, i I'd, I'd, I'd keep i'm going to keep an eye out for stories about that cuz the country is at odds divided with itself and yeah. um, and uh we'll have to and let's and an point,
2: it's not uh, people think you know when you talk about a country divided they immediately go to politics right but I, it goes well beyond that Yes, I think it's it's a uh, it's a divide in this country over a value system. Yes. Uh, so let's not blame Democrats. Let's not blame right. Republicans. Uh, there is something spiritually going on in this country. Yeah, because we
1: had we've had Democrats and Republicans for ages. Yes. You know, for for, you know, some decades. would say too long. Mm. <laughs> but but that's that we've we've had differences of opinion on how we run the government. And what our, uh, you know, what laws would pass, Mm -hmm. uh, how we spend money. We've had that before, but we we are, everyone's ramped up. And Mm -hmm. perhaps the spiritual component is because we are less dependent on God, many people openly hostile toward God. We don't have those spiritual values to fall back on. Mm -hmm. Uh, So anyway, we're we're speculating here, um, and uh, that speculation is going to continue and people will point to their favorite uh, boogeyman as the cause. The Democrats say it's guns. So uh, we'll keep our our attention focused, but we certainly hope and pray that there'll be no more of these, uh, the people of just, America need a break. Just
2: one more thought. Uh, some people have, when they've looked at the, uh, the uh, impact of the shutdowns that were in place during the pandemic, a lot of people said, you know, there was a great deal of depression. Yes. People locked up in their homes. Uh, You know, kids couldn't go out and play with their friends. Right. All of that sort of thing. So uh, we are in a period over the last couple of years uh, where I I, I think has led to people uh, thinking irrational things and taking irrational action. You can't lock people up. Yeah. You you just can't do that. And especially we're beyond this point now where – we have more science on the pandemic, where, and I think people are upset that they were locked up for a year and a half or so. Now we're finding out that people are vaccinated, get COVID, can pass it along to other people. So, and then you add all to that the economic pressures of today. Yes, you know, with gasoline prices and all those sorts of things. So, I'm not justifying rage. Right. But for folks who are already on the edge, uh, these are the kind of things that just Push them over sometimes.
1: So I think what we're saying is it, it people are complex. These issues are complex. Yeah. It doesn't serve anyone for people to oversimplify what's happening. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and anyway, so th- this is going to be driving our politics, right. though, for the next six months. Yep. All right, Chris, what else you got? Uh,
3: let's bring attention now to a, a federal lawsuit uh, that was filed this week against a university University in Illinois, uh, specifically Southern Illinois University in Edwardsville. Uh, There is a graduate student there by the name of Maggie DeJung. Uh, She's a graduate student in what's called the Art Therapy Program, and she has filed a federal lawsuit against the university. I've got some audio here of her attorney, Greg Walters, talking about the case. Clip two.
6: She's suing the university because universities cannot discipline students for their political and religious viewpoints, and that's what happened with Maggie, is that she, over time, on her social media, on during discussions in class, and over messaging uh, with her friends and classmates, she would engage in certain discussions about politics, uh, religion, and similar issues, and come to find out that there were students who became offended by things that Maggie said, views that millions of Americans hold. Um, they were offended by these views, and they got no contact orders issued against Maggie that prohibited her from speaking to them directly or indirectly, being in the same room as those students. So um, that's why she has sued the university.
1: Fred, this has got to be a no-brainer. I mean, our, 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 our college and university campuses are becoming— fascist states i mean to to make what, what's this young woman's name maggie de jung to make uh, maggie a pariah mm-hmm. simply because of her christian biblical views and to say you can't even be in the same room with kids who are offended by your beliefs is the complete opposite of what we always expected colleges and universities to be which is a place for open minds freedom of thought freedom of speech and yet, it has flipped 180 degrees and just become islands of tyranny.
2: Yeah, traditional liberalism, traditional liberalism has always been about, as you have just described, uh, a form where people have different views on on issues, but they can be discussed and go out and have a coffee afterwards uh, because we have different views on things. Uh, that has been one of the hallmarks of this country that you can have different views. But you can still like the individual, right? You know, when I look back at some of the talk shows early on in CNN days, uh, those people had different points of view, but you know, afterwards they went for a coffee uh, because they can still like each other. But we're reaching this point. What was the incident? I, when I was listening to this story, was it an ADF lawyer that went to Harvard?
3: Uh, it was a yeah. It was Christian Wagoner. I think it was it was a, Harvard or Yale, one of the Ivys.
2: One of the Ivys. And these students got up. I mean, I, uh, Kristen Wagner is one of the most gentle ladies out there. She's a lawyer, and she defends, you know, Christians who are, are challenged in the workplace or whatever the case may be. But we saw a video of these kids, and I, it was Yale, I think. It was, it was. Yale. It was it Yale was Law Yale. School. These, these are supposed to be cream of the crop. Right. Future lawyers. They were just about ready to climb down and physically assault this this wonderful young lady, uh, Kristen Wagner, who was just there for a debate. I think she had somebody sitting beside her. They were debating a particular issue. That's all it was. But these students went and basically said, you, Kristen Wagner, don't even have a right to express your view.
1: Right. And I think the, the, the person that she was debating was also stunned. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, but, you know, because... Even even left when we can say talk about liberals, classical liberals, they want open debate. That's part of classic liberalism. Yes. You know, you're talking about uh, liking those you disagree with. I remember when I was in junior high school, was in the public school in Nashua, New Hampshire, Mm. and uh, we had uh, a teacher, Mr. Thompson. Uh, I love the guy, but he was liberal, and I was super conservative. I know that's shocking to you. <laughs> and we would get in debates in the classroom. I would defend the Vietnam War. He was he was against it, but I loved Mr. Thompson, Mr. Yeah. T. I yeah. called him uh-huh. before the Mr. T from Rocky. Yeah. I called Mr. T. I loved the guy. Had so much respect for him, and that was kind of the way that dynamic worked for most of us. Yeah, you know we we. Had those disagreements, those arguments, but we respected the person, especially if they were good at defending their views. We appreciated their, yeah, their intellect.
2: And we've seen this manifested. Uh, Bill Maher, uh, yeah. who's a liberal, uh, and, uh, most of the time, but he has been expressing concerns over shutting down freedom of speech in this right. country. And uh, so, for somebody who's far to the left, probably in his politics. Oh yeah.
1: Raging atheist.
2: Raging <laughs> atheist to say, I'm getting really concerned about how we're trampling people's rights to have an opinion on things. Um, that speaks much of where we are.
1: Well, smart people like Bill Maher, and he is smart, very bright guy. He recognizes that the worm can turn. Yes. If you don't defend mm-hmm. the principles now, <laughs> if that worm turns, he's in trouble Yes. on the left. So, yep. All right, folks, we are going to take a short break. And when we come back, barring any technological failures we will have more you're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network
0: too busy to catch your favorite shows on the radio have no fear because the AFR app is here download the app to have access to live broadcast music streaming as well as each podcast whether you're at work at home or on the go it's easy to listen to AFR. The AFR app is available not only for Apple and Android users, but also on Amazon Alexa and Roku. Download the AFR app today at AFR.net.
5: Well, after two years of COVID shutdown, Israel is open for business again. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio And you know, my wife, Allison, and I, we've been leading tour groups to Israel now for 20-plus years. And we're going to be joined by our sons, Wesley and Walker, as the family tradition continues in 2023. And we would love for you to come along with us. The trip is in March 2023. The dates, the cost, the itinerary, everything you need to know is at TWHolyLand.com. That's TWHolyLand.com. Dot com. It's going to be a wonderful experience to travel with Christians from across the country to Israel and see the land where Jesus walked, where the Bible comes to life. Again, visit TWHolyLand.com for all the information.
7: Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next.
1: Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their
7: lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu starns The Marine Corps is facing mockery on social media after they posted a photo of rainbow-colored bullets on a combat helmet. The Marines say it's about honoring the contributions of gay service members during Pride Month. The Marines also say they foster an environment free from discrimination. They treat everyone equally, with dignity and respect. Well, it's definitely not the Marine Corps of the late, great Chesty Puller, the most decorated Marine in American history. As Governor Mike Huckabee once said, the purpose of the United States Marines is to kill people and break things. But under the rule of Democrats, the Pentagon has become a social engineering petri dish. A woke military leads to a weak military, and our enemies laugh as the greatest fighting force on the planet could be felled by simply misgendering a soldier or failing to use their preferred pronouns. Gotta read my book, Culture Jihad. You can get a copy right now at toddsterns.com.
0: You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Jeremiah twenty-nine, thirteen. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues.
1: And welcome back, everyone. Ed Vatagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman this week. I'm joined in the studio by Fred Jackson and Chris Woodward do want to encourage you uh, that if you want to check us out online and watch us do radio, you can go to Facebook. I'm asking Brent Creeley, uh, our producer, are we up on uh, YouTube now?
2: I checked this morning. We're still banned on YouTube. We're still banned on YouTube. They said a one-week ban, so maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe.
1: All right. Anyway, Facebook, search for Today's Issues, and you can click through and watch us do radio. We always encourage people to get the AFR app your smartphone or other portable device. You can listen to American Family Radio wherever you have a good signal, and we mean wherever, around the world even. And then also, if you would like to stream live our programming, you can go uh, to afr.net. If you're somewhere where you don't have a terrestrial radio station handy, you can uh, listen to our uh, audio feed live at afr.net. You can also go to our podcast. There's a little drop-down menu there at AFR.net and listen to your favorite programs. If you missed that, you can listen anytime you have a
2: fancy to. Just for fun, because we've been talking about being banned on YouTube. Yeah. Yesterday, uh, I went to YouTube, and up in search, I typed in, and I'll just say, (laughs) Ivor.
1: Yes. All right. I punched
2: that in. Here's what's really interesting. Videos came up dumping all over Ivor. Those videos are okay on YouTube. Yes, Yeah. Yeah, If you dump on it, it's okay.
1: I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Ivermectin. <gasps> oh, yeah. there we go. Ivermectin.
2: <laughs> Another week. And in I was the- going to
1: have, I had witty banter <laughs> lined up that nobody's ever going to see or hear. <laughs> but you're saying videos dumping on Ivermectin, but you, you obviously can't defend it or even post studies that.
2: I guess it's a very sophisticated algorithm. Yeah. It can yes. <laughs> oh, uh, that's sarcastic,
3: Yeah.
1: by the way. Uh, sarcasm's allowed here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so,
3: Anyway, all right, Chris. Well, uh, people have certainly heard us talk about uh, all the unfortunate situations where we get kicked off something for sharing the truth or just talking about news stories. Uh, it happens a lot to our acquaintances as well. For example, uh, there is a division of Media Research Center, or MRC, and that division is called MRC TV. Um, they do a lot of videos, a lot of man on the street stuff uh, with various people on all kinds of issues, as many people from all political stripes uh, do. Uh, but in this particular situation, um, MRC TV they got kicked off TikTok for the thirty-sixth time this year. By the way, wow! You didn't—that's I didn't misspeak. Thirty-sixth time this year, MRC TV has been uh, kicked off TikTok. Uh, I spoke with Tiran Rose Mandelberg of MRC TV yesterday about what happened with this uh, particular latest instance. Clip four.
4: We posted a video uh, May 23rd, the so last week, uh, covering the pro-abortion rally. It's called "Bands Off Our Bodies" here in Washington D.C. Um, basically, the the uh, video was an interview that I conducted where pro-abortion activists were explaining their signs and why they came to a rally. Now, this was a video that we put on many different platforms, but TikTok in particular decided that the video was not suitable for their platform. So they took the video down completely. They just literally erased it from our account as if it was never posted. And it it had reached over 50,000 views in just a couple of days of being up there, but they still removed it.
3: All right. First of all, what was her name? Uh, Taryn Rose Mandelberg.
1: I'm just going to say, I, that is a cool name. It is. I, I told her the same thing. Taryn Rose Mandelberg. I was like, never
3: change your name, <laughs> yes. despite what somebody t- might tell you. Uh, uh, all
1: right. So, uh, MRC, the, the, uh, Media Research Center is one of the good guys. Mm-hmm. You know, Been around a long time. Been around a long time. They focus on the media. So this was a video that allowed pro-abortion people to give their own explanations? Yes. So because those explanations – we're not flattering to the pro abortion movement yeah. or crowd. TikTok took the video down.
3: and they still, That's insane. Yes, it is. Um, they thought MRC TV was mocking or making fun of um, this uh, particular group of people. Uh, I do have a little bit of more audio here. This is Tieran again uh, talking about the appeal, uh, which was successful to MRC. Um, it was appeal. <laughs> excuse me. The appeal was successful to TikTok. Uh, clip five.
4: Our appeal was accepted. So we were able to gain access to our account. And right now it's just in a view only mode. So we can look at our account and we can see comments and likes, but we can't interact with anybody and we can't post. So we'll be up next week again on TikTok, but you know, this is the 36th time this has happened and we've only had our TikTok for about a year. So, um, and as a matter of fact, the censorship of 36 times, this has happened from January 6th, 2022 until uh may 31st of 2022. So just in 2022 we've been censored 36 times alone.
3: Now, TikTok is it's it's a new thing uh compared to something like Facebook which has been around for 20 years or so now. Twitter uh came along in the Obama administration. Uh but a lot of people are using TikTok, particularly younger people. Uh so they're not getting these things if TikTok is going to just Say we don't like this and ban it and never allow people to watch it.
1: Well, this is this is idiotic. Uh, listen, it's clear, Fred, that the cu- the country is coming apart at th- at the this big seam between, uh, and most of it's uh, on cultural views mm-hmm. and the cultural war, uh, and so you're go- you're going to have th- that polarization is going to be manifested in the choice of social media because conservatives are going to have to move to stable social media platforms that aren't going to have knee-jerk reactions to things they don't like where they can have a conservative point of view posted but and feel free to comment on that in a second but here's here's what concerns me is that increasingly young people uh, I don't want to. We have a lot of great young people here at American Family Association, American Family Thank Radio. You. Yes. <laughs> so I do not. I I don't. I want to be careful not to paint with too broad a brush, but far too many young people are are being educated on things yeah. like uh, TikTok. Yes. And, and now oh, sure. I don't have a TikTok account because I'm 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 so old. It's hard for me to stay up to date on Facebook. Okay, but. The times I have seen stuff that's posted on Twitter or whatever, and you, you watch it, this, you know, uh, decades ago, someone said that uh, nightly television is a wasteland. <laughs> uh, TikTok's even worse. Now, I, some stuff's funny. I well, You know, yeah. little things about kittens and, and animals and people falling, I guess if you like that kind of slapstick. But if – if they can't even abide with posting, allowing someone to post what pro-abortion people explain and and say in defense of their own views, i I don't see how young people are going to have a chance. They're certainly not going to be well educated in colleges and universities. and increasingly, lower grades in high school, et cetera, are becoming woke. They'll never hear a conservative perspective.
2: Yeah, I think a, a little broader picture, uh, we're aware that social media, like Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg and others, I mean, they they have a political agenda, uh, no question about it. There was a story yesterday about Mark Zuckerberg who funded uh, Democratic uh, parties uh, helping in the election in 2020 mm-hmm. in Madison, Wisconsin. We had a story on our site about that. So that for the most part, They support the Democratic Party. Right. So be there. But beyond that, what concerns me even more, we have reached a point in many areas in our country where opinion is now being broken down into acceptable and not acceptable. Right. All right? Uh, So your point of view is unacceptable, and, and I think it's even going beyond that now. We think your point of view is dangerous. Right. For... And have you heard this before? It's dangerous to our democracy. Yes. So we're hearing this all the way to the White House. Right. So we've reached that stage where people with a conservative point of view, whether it's on abortion or whether it's on homosexuality, it's now not only unacceptable, in other words, I don't like your point of view, to I think your point of view is dangerous, therefore I'm going to ban it. Yes. And, you know, we've seen this in the workplace. Uh, what was the the fire chief in Atlanta?
3: Oh uh
1: Kelvin cochran
2: Kelvin Cochran. Remember he had a Bible study on his own. Yeah. Uh that he did in his own time. Somebody found out what he was teaching. And he had written a book. And he written a book. Uh, okay, we don't want you anymore. Mm-hmm. Your point of view on this issue, we consider it dangerous. We don't want you on our fire department anymore.
1: Well, this will go back to this young lady, Megan, mm-hmm. that uh was told by her college that you can't sit in the same classroom with these people who are offended by your views
2: yes that's that's what i find very very dangerous because we are approaching fascism when that happens
3: well i think um part of the reason why people nobody has like um i don't even know the word for it you know your generation like uh, sticks and stones uh people young people today uh specifically general Zers, and i sound like a millennial picking on those to follow our generation (laughs) but Uh, A lot of them, for whatever reason, everybody's just offended right off the bat. And a lot of young people, for some bizarre reason, they flock to TikTok to make their little video. uh, And it's become the safe space for young people. Facebook is where you go to virtually shake your fist at the sky. uh, And TikTok is where young people go for their safe space so that way they can share their video. And sometimes we bring in those things because they say outlandish, ludicrous things. Um, I don't know the direction it's going but if it continues down that road it's going to be even worse and Brent and I are going to be talking about you know who knows what in 10 15 years time yeah you Millennials will be talking about those young those young kids <laughs> oh uh, it's funny I, I I joked a minute ago when you had you know said something about the young people here, but even I'm old enough now to be like our new hire's dad. So it's like great. Yeah. Oh, it gets worse. One, one new employee that's been on board here for a couple of years now was somebody, my wife and I taught in Sunday school when he was like 12 years old. And I'm like, am I, am I this old now? Like,
2: and the answer to that is yes. yes.
3: Yeah. You are. People are like, well, you had gray hair the entire time you're here. Anyway, I'm not bitter. (laughs) All right, what else we got? All right, uh, New Jersey. Let's mention this because it's uh, it's something that has recently occurred in the state of New Jersey, although it is not the first state nor the first uh, city to uh, try this. A lot of state and local governments uh, in the past few years have been taking steps to ban so-called single-use plastic bags. These are the plastic bags that you get at a grocery store or maybe a clothing store, uh it's the bags that you get at the end of the shopping trip that you take your purchased h- items home Yeah, we
1: have a whole room in our house filled right. with plastic bags. A lot of people we, in the South call use. them Walmart bags,
3: <laughs> even if they might say Kroger on them. Yeah, I don't right? for, Yeah, so people, um, you know, they and, and a lot of people reuse them, which is why people that are critical of plastic bag bans say it's not single use. I, I take these home, I use them to tow things around, I pick up after my dog, all kinds of things right. uh, that people use these bags for. So they're not single use. Nonetheless, A lot of uh, government officials and environmental groups have been pushing for plastic bag bans in the name of helping the environment and reducing waste. New York City, for example, claims that a lot of these bags are winding up in landfills. They take years to uh, degrade and go away, stuff like that. So, A lot of places have been pushing for people to use what are called stitched handle bags. Those are the slick little vinyl bags, if that's a word. Uh, that uh, you see people tote to and from stores now these days. Sometimes they're insulated, so you can put hot or cold stuff in them, and you right. can go home. Uh, New Jersey, their uh, ban, which began on May 4th, is actually the strictest in the nation. And I say that because unlike places like California, where a customer can pay a few cents more and get that plastic bag to take home, New Jersey will not allow those plastic bags. So in the state of New Jersey today, let's say you're going to a grocery store in Trenton, you're not going to see those little slick plastic bags at the end of the grocery store checkout. They want you to use uh, those stitched handle bags, which critics say those things oftentimes, um, you know, they're made in China more often than not. So they're shipped over here. They contain all kinds of hazardous chemicals. They're bad for the environment. I'm sharing all the things people have told me about these things. Um, And, uh, These plastic bags, are all of them are made in America. So if we're going to ban these things, that means American jobs are going to start going away because you've got fewer and fewer stores purchasing these bags. So that's problem number one. But New Jersey, it's the strictest in the nation. Um, Depending on the size of the store, you may not even be able to offer a paper bag to somebody. A convenience store can do a paper bag, but let's say a Trader Joe's can't. It has to do with the size of the building. I'm not making any of this up. And, and meanwhile, just to add to the awkwardness of this situation, New Jersey even has a snitch line. I'm literally looking on the uh, NewJersey.gov website here to report violations of the single-use plastic, single-use paper, or polystyrene foam food service product elements of the law. Contact, and they give you a link and a phone number. All I
1: can say is snitches get stitches. <laughs> That's especially in New Jersey. Well listen, I, I I will say this. I am sympathetic to people's desire to keep our environment clean. I, I I'll give you an example. Sure. At, at my house, I get I have I, I drink Diet Coke. I don't drink coffee. I don't like coffee. So I drink Diet Coke. All right. Now, mm-hmm. people please don't email me and talk about what happens when you pour a Diet Coke on your battery. Okay? I don't want to hear that. I've heard that All, you know, for for decades now. I don't believe it. I've done my own research. So stop, okay? But they, I get these in a six-pack, and they come with the little plastic rings that keep the six-pack together. My wife will not allow me to just pitch that into the garbage. I have to take scissors and cut all the rings in half so that fish don't get caught in those, all right? Now, the only reason I do that, folks, I am the head of my household. I just want you to know, okay? All right, I don't want anyone asking for my man. We're gonna card. open
3: up the phone lines That's now. Right.
1: Ed's wife's going in, but my wife loves animals, so I pitch in, okay? Yeah. Same thing with I, I don't I don't want these plastic. Now listen, we really do try to figure out what to do with all these plastic bags. I don't want them winding up in the ocean, okay? And I don't want animals getting caught in them and all those kind of things. I'm sympathetic to that, but this in New Jersey is uh, is idiots on parade. Yeah. Okay. Can you,
2: can you imagine with with everything else that's going on in this world, I'm calling nine one one. I I saw Mister Smith over there with a plastic bag. Come and pick him up. Yeah. You know. Come on!
3: I imagined the uh, the conversation where you know picture picture a guy sitting in the cell, okay, and the door opens and they throw somebody <laughs> else in. What are you guy, in here yeah, for? <laughs> what are you in for? Plastic bags.
1: <laughs> well, these guys are in for. Well, I was gonna say they're in for murder, but in most big cities, no, they're good. He's getting out. He's getting out before you, pal.
2: That's right. <laughs> He's a repeat offender. Yeah. Yeah. Last uh, week it was Kroger.
1: Today Walmart. <laughs> uh, and you know what? Those though, we have some of those bag those. Uh, cloth bags mm-hmm. they are they're handy we have them in the trunk for oh, cold, yeah. <laughs> cold food i, 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 I listen I, I i all that kind of stuff is, is is okay but this this is overboard and and the snitch line is just beyond the pale listen this is this is like fourth and fifth graders yeah in running these states we're gonna we we want you to call in like you said fred with all that's going on you want people to be snitching on someone with yeah. plastic bags I posted
3: the link uh to the website on the uh today's issues facebook page um don't go calling and reporting people and you know unless you feel all right
1: bucket. okay so was, i i hope that wasn't our our icebreaker for co- comedic relief oh no yeah
3: no no no, no. i do have a uh, another story here uh and this if you're concerned about the price of uh vehicles uh particularly electric vehicles uh this is good news for you uh the n- chevrolet is announcing uh the cheapest electric vehicle in the u.s uh it's the chevy bolt it's this little hatchbacky uh bubble
2: yeah uh,
1: if that, you want to picture that that
2: seats one and a half people
3: yeah actually you can
1: uh, take it home from the car <laughs> uh, car manufacturer in a plastic bag That's right. yeah.
3: yeah along with the other micro machines but anyway uh this uh this bolt's price um it's uh it's fallen 27 percent from the 2020 model which uh which it sold for 36,620 bucks so it's going to be even cheaper than that um the 2023 bolt starts at 28,195 dollars
1: um, that is a small car for twenty eight grand, it, but it's electric vehicle, I
3: understand. Yeah, it is. Now Tesla, um, you know, Elon Musk um has been while he's trying to deal with his uh Twitter situation, he has been saying that uh Tesla is gonna be coming out with cheaper models as well. Um but the big issue with these things is still where am I gonna charge it?
1: And what do I do with the battery and how expensive would it be yes. to replace it?
3: Yeah. Listen, we're we're, we're we're everyone's heading in this direction. They
1: are. In in t- in 10 years and 20 years, these are going to be most people are going to probably be buying if you're buying new cars, you're going to be buying electric cars.
3: GM has already said we're only making electric after a certain point and yeah. that's in the next couple of years. And and that's because the technology
1: has improved, but you're not going to get away from fossil fuels no. that quickly. It's going to take it's going to take 100 years. Uh, you know, in terms of uh, vehicles and plastics and all that, and and we probably will never be uh, mm-hmm. fully away from fossil fuels for you know one reason or another. But I don't. I, I just wanted to say I don't have a problem with electric vehicles if 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 they were cheap enough, mm-hmm. uh, and I d- didn't have to look at a eight thousand dollar replacement battery at some point down the line, I I would consider it. Right. You know. Yeah,
3: so. it would. It would like. Uh, I don't drive terribly far to get here and it's all a highway. Um, and Tupelo does, uh, for those that have never, uh, had the pleasure of being here, we do have charging stations in places throughout the town. So, I mean, like I could use it, but somebody out West, um, you're not going to be able to get an electric car and drive right. great distances. I can,
2: I can just imagine having driven some of the interstates out West here, you know, it's a long, uh, I 70, I think between St. Louis and Kansas city, But you get beyond Kansas City to Denver, that's 400 miles, of not a whole lot. So what do you do when you get out there and you run short of electricity?
3: You call AAA and they bring the diesel truck out there with the (laughs) diesel-powered generator to charge
2: your car. Well, that's what a lot of people are saying right now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's okay if you're in a big city somewhere and maybe there's there's some merit to talk about right. electric vehicles you know to get to work and that kind of thing you go to europe and they have a lot of these these little vehicles that they commute with from time to time but but when it comes to traveling across the country i'm not sure that we're going to see the day when we have 18 wheelers right you, can you imagine and or airliners or airliners air force 1 is not going to have an electric engine right it's not I mean, it's just Air Force One. The the energy that it takes just to get that thing off the ground. So let's we have to be realistic about it. This idea that we're going to get rid of fossil fuels. Come on, that's not going to happen.
1: And and again, I I don't, I don't want anyone to accuse me of being a tree hugger. Although I do I do like trees. I don't hug them. Um, but I understand that you you can get away from uh internal combustion engines for the vast majority of people. You know, if because the vast majority of people in this country live in cities or suburbs, mm-hmm. and so you can certainly, uh, you know, decrease dramatically the amount of fossil fuels that we use for vehicles and commuting and going to the grocery store. I'm all listen. I'm all for that, as long as it's not done like the radical left wants to do, which is overnight. Yeah, right. And you just can You just cannot say, "Well, by 2030, we're going to do X, Y, or Z with you or without you." Yeah. Well, there's well, a lot of people who can't. My car, my vehicles. choice. Yes. There yeah. you
2: go. Well, you know, it was it was kind of like when uh, Donald Trump was president. He wasn't against the idea of you know solar panels and right. all of that sort of thing, but and you've got to be practical about this. Uh, if you live, you know, up north where they have winter weather. Uh, maybe using your bike to get to work is practical in the summertime. Right. But it's not going to be practical in January. Right. So, uh, I mean, let, let's just sit down where we can. I'm not opposed. If somebody wants to pay for solar panels for my roof of my house, I'm not opposed to that. Yeah. So it's not an issue of being against these alternative fuels. Right. It's a matter of, you know, how do we live practically with all of this?
1: Well, and I personally, I think that the environmental movement has married itself to radicalism mm. on in too many in in too many cases. We're talking about animal rights. We're talking all these kinds of things. The uh, tension. I remember when I was I don't know if it was in high school or college or whatever. But remember the all the controversy over the snail darter, which was some little fish that was preventing them from doing some economic. This was back out, out west, and I think it was building a dam okay this was in the in the west now they have problems with water and so forth but also marrying itself to the climate change movement which too many a lot of people myself included listen to these people talk and you go i think these are globalists i think they're basically marxists i think they want one world government and so, you want me to trust you? Mm. You want me to meet you halfway when you start talking about electric cars? I don't trust you. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think that is really delayed whatever environmental progress we could have made if these people had not married themselves in the mind of the public to radical movements. Yes. And these people talking about we, we, we need half the people on the planet that yeah. we have now. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that sounds to me like you want to go on a killing spree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so that's why I don't have much compassion for the environmental movement. Like I said, I, I cut up plastic circles mm-hmm. to save fish, yeah. to make my wife happy. I, yeah. If you have a reasonable argument, I'll listen, but not from whack jobs.
2: Well, and let's remember, you know, you, you may have an electric car, but you have to plug it in. Right. The energy comes from somewhere, folks.
3: <laughs> right now, it's natural
2: gas, the bulk of it. That's right. right. That's right. So,
3: Well, hey, here is some final food for thoughts. Uh, today is National Rotisserie Chicken Day. I fact-checked this in an exhaustive web search. It is indeed <laughs> National Rotisserie Chicken Day. Apparently, it was founded by Boston Market in 2015 to celebrate the popular slow-roasted dish. If you can find a Kenny Rogers rotisserie chicken place that's still open, it might be... <laughs> A good day to give them some business. Listen, I Listen,
1: I'm just going to tell you, I love chicken. And uh, I like rotisserie chicken. I like fried chicken. Uh, I'm going to do a, a Forrest Gump thing here. You know, I like it uh, I like it baked. I like it fried. I like it with pasta. So I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to celebrate rotisserie chicken day.
3: <laughs> Let's probably, check out a probably van. By having, probably trip. by having a sub from from Subway. And Diet Coke. All right,
1: folks, five-minute break for news When we come back, Steve Jordahl, bringing the heat.
0: The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.